Hello, this is Dr. Casey Bradley, and you're listening to The Real P3, a podcast dedicated to the real pork producers around the world. I hope you enjoy. In this week's episode, we're going to do something a little different. I have our apprentice, Henry Silva, from LA, USA. So very urban, very non-agriculture background. And we're going to talk about food and meat decisions. So we can have a perspective from our consumers and see where we're lacking as a follow-up to our marketing discussion we had last week from the National Pork Board. Well, hello there, Henry. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, sure. So hello, everyone. My name is Henry Silva. I am 24 years old, still trying to figure out life. Just a little background about myself. I graduated college in 2018. I actually studied in sports management because that was actually something I wanted to do. Wanted to work in sports. I'm pretty sure a lot of people understand that sports has a very big exciting atmosphere and you know it's always someone's if you're a sports fan you know it could be your dream to be working in a one of the big venues around the world and so from there that's where I started to realize you know sports isn't as great as I thought all the jobs are mostly in sales and so that's where I transitioned to digital marketing and ever since then just trying to pick up my career in digital marketing learn new skills every single day that's where I stumbled upon you, Casey. So that was a wonderful opportunity there. And thank you for inviting me on your podcast. I love to eat meat. Um, my family is from Argentina, so it is kind of in our DNA because Argentina is known to have a lot of, uh, they love to eat meat. They're very, you know, that's basically it. They like to enjoy meat, their food, etc. So once again, Casey, thank you for having me on your podcast. Well, I love to hear that. And so that in case the <laughs> audience didn't forget, Henry is not from an agriculture background, which is why Correct. he's here today. Um, but Henry is an awesome person. I've enjoyed getting to know Henry. So what is your favorite dish from Argentina that would use pork? So there's not a lot of pork. It's mostly like, I forgot what's the... Well, it's I know a lot the of beef. cow meat. Yeah, beef is yeah, like beef. phenomenal from Argentina. Um, I had exactly. I had to go all the way to Europe to have Argentina beef, but yeah. Yeah, see exactly, and I just like to eat. I don't care if it's pork, if it's just regular meat, if it's just chicken. I just eat because I have a. I'm very, I'm very skinny and small, so I just need to eat as much protein and and meat as possible. That's why I kind of respect vegetarians because I'm just like. No, I think I would look more skinnier and, if this is the correct term, weaker if I don't eat my meat and protein. (laughs) But my favorite dish is called Milanesa. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's basically just a specific cow meat where um, it's called Napoleon because on top you could put cheese and ham. And then as a side, you could put French fries or empanadas, etc. But I don't have a specific pork meal. So, yeah. So you're a younger consumer, an urban. So you're out on the West Coast in um, the L.A. area, if I understand Correct. Correctly. Yes. So yeah. kind of removed. Um, we have a lot of, you know, shout out to all the L.A. LA audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But you, we have a lot of concerns, at least in the U.S., from legislation coming from California on animal welfare concerns, really kind of restricting how we raise pigs and raise livestock in general. And they're trying to push their laws onto the rest of the country. Um, and we are having those challenges. But from a consumer in California, how do you make your buying decisions when you go buy meat or food? I mean, obviously, it doesn't sound like you're picky. But what runs through your mind and and what do you want to know from producers or, you know, to tell our producers, you know, what are the reasons why you buy food? So this is where uh, I like to remind the audience, specifically for me, I am 24. So I'm still like trying to figure out my life with adulthood and everything else. So I kind of rely on my parents and my brothers and my sisters, what you should be looking for when you're buying meat because that's something that should be taken serious because you shouldn't be eating something that could harm you or, or they have specific things in it that's not supposed to be there. So my mom usually gives me some pretty good advice what to look out for when I'm going shopping, etc. And I just want to make sure that, you know, wherever I shop, so here is, I don't know, I'm pretty sure these are around your area too, Food for Less, um, El Super, Superior. Um, those are the type of, you know, uh, stores that have meat that are very processed correctly. Um, they don't have any, um, I think the word is pesticides, I believe it was. Hormones? Um, hormones, correct. Term there you go. Exactly. And so I just focused on that, purchase it. And then once I eat it, I see if it is good or it just wasn't good enough for me. So then I purchase it somewhere else. Because like I said, I that's the main thing I focus on. And then I just eat it. Yeah, so taste is important. <laughs> So obviously just in that statement right there, because this is myth busting um, to kind of educate you a little bit on food. So the labeling, no no hormones. Well, no added hormones is the right word. No antibiotics. Correct. Yep. I've seen those. And then, you know, natural and all those terms. So A, when you buy any type of meat in the store, I can guarantee you it's safe. It's been USDA inspected. It's been the animals were inspected by veterinarians. So this is regardless of what grocery store you go to. It's safe. It's inspected. All meat is antibiotic free. We have withdrawal times that we have to to abide by. Organic just is how the pig is raised differently. Hormones. So we don't, it's illegal to add hormones to pigs and poultry just so you know correct got it and so that's just a labeling tactic as well but u.s has one of the highest food safety in the world so we have some of the best standards when it comes to food safety so your pork is safe but what are some other things that you think of from producers what so besides the meat counter what do you think a, a hog farmer looks like I don't have a very, well, I would say just, I guess everything you would read in a book about a farm, the cows and the pigs and everything, you know, taking care of them. But I always think the biggest problem, well, not a big problem, is the very hard activists, vegetarians who, you know, don't want to see the animals killed and don't want to, you know, if you're eating McDonald's, you know, you're eating processed food. Why are you eating this? Why are you eating this fast food? I think that's more of the bigger picture, I guess you can say, that I think I try to understand. But, you know, I believe it's circle of life, just like the Lion King. Um, you know, you got to 
animals kill each other for food and that's the way that we do it and then another thing too is the coronavirus definitely affected the, the supplies of not just meat i think it was fruit vegetables and everything else that we rely on on the farm that's something that happened in argentina because of you know factories they're they're losing jobs they're losing you know they have to protect the animals etc but answering back to your question just like a book just a farmer and animals etc did you picture me as a farmer before you met me? Would you ever imagine uh, no. I was a farmer? I actually would imagine you as a professor in college about this course. And then people don't want to take the course. But then when they take it, they're like, wow, this course actually changed my view. And then they tell everyone else and then everybody takes the course. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I grew up on a farm. Um, I raised pigs most of my life. I've managed pigs. I've managed pigs in large systems. I've managed pigs at university. I don't get to. Scream. I was gonna actually say that that makes sense because that's what I, I've no, I can hear and sense from how passionate you're about this industry. So it makes sense that you were born and raised on the farm and, and you went through that. So we're looking at how to bring people into agriculture. We are losing populations in the rural settings. We're losing people that have that connection to farms, and that's one of our problems. We have we have staffing issues. What would it take to get a young person like you from LA interested in working on a farm and being part of food production? I mean, what's missing in your life compared to mine to get you that passion and maybe wanting to participate? Man, it's a hard question because I can't speak for LA people because LA people are extra sometimes. (laughs) It's just the truth. California people. I don't know. I mean, I've always wondered how it would be to work on a farm just for one day, maybe a week, because I know that is a lifestyle that's not, I think that's a lifestyle that anybody, if you are a farmer right now listening, you should be very proud of, or you come from a family of a farmer, because that's something I've always respected. It's not an easy thing to do. They're taking care of animals. They're, they're doing whatever is needed. And I think that's more of a question for somebody um, if you went to a college, if you were teaching a college course, I doubt maybe just one student would actually want to try on a farm. Everyone else would be like, no, why would I want to go on a farm? That's just weird. The best way to explain it would be kind of like learning life skills, because I think you do learn life skills and, you know, being a farmer that you can translate to wherever else. Um, that would be the best way I would say to get someone, not just from LA, but anywhere in general to, to do farming. We would like to take this break to thank our sponsors, the Sunswine Group, Nutrisign, Swine Nutrition Management, and Pig Progress. Without their support, this adventure would not be possible. So now back to our episode. Yeah, because, I mean, we get a lot of young people. We want to go into engineering. Um, you went right. into marketing, sports. Tell me about your friends and you're 24. You went to college. Your high school friends through college, what career paths did they choose? Oh, it was very, uh, it was kind of weird because in high school, here in my location, which is El Segundo, we had a charter school named Da Vinci, um, which they named after Da Vinci. And it was mostly an engineering type of school. So a lot of the sponsors were engineer schools who were hoping that these students become engineers. So after graduating high school, some of them went to, you know, nice schools, UCLA, Irvine. Some of them studied engineers. 
some then chose to be a doctor or something else. But the friends at my college, um, it was very mixed psychology, criminal justice. The biggest one that I think people just did it because it sounded very nice was so my official title was business administration and sports management. So a lot of students are like, yeah, I'm a business major, but that's it. They didn't know what they were doing. They just liked the business administration part. But those are the most popular majors during my time in college. So another myth busting, swine and farming is a business. We have what oh. we call agriculture business. We have agriculture marketing and communications. So there is all sorts of roles in agriculture. I think we don't understand uh, and we don't get out the information. So that's how Henry hooked up. Henry is my apprentice, by the way. So shout out to my awesome apprentice, Henry. And hopefully he's going to become my full-time marketing manager uh, if all hopefully. goes well. So support the real P3, everybody. But yeah, so myth busting, farming, you have to move to a rural community. What do you think it takes to get your pig to market? I mean, in pork. Oh, how long? Man. How long do you think it takes? Hi, right, I'm gonna give a really bad number. Oof. I'm gonna say one month. Well, no, it takes a little bit longer than that. Yeah, okay. So. Right. My next one was gonna say three months. <laughs> now, maybe a chicken, maybe, but you know, a gestation pig. length on a pig's about a uh, hundred and seventeen days, and then Oof, from there they're yeah. with their mom three to four weeks, and then about another five, five and a half months to market. So, it's about a half a year or more to get a pig <sighs> to you. And so, you talked about what to look for in, you know, packaging and stuff. Now, do you think we, where do you, you think the, you know, we'll just use the old McDonald had a farm type of concept, red barn. And you hear this term out there. And as you said, the activist, I really like your different viewpoint than the activist viewpoint. You hear the word factory farm. What does that mean to you when you hear that? Or what's your understanding of that term? Well, Factory farm, you said, correct? Yes, that's the term that they use against us, yeah. Um, yeah, so when I think of that, I just think of exactly what the word is, a factory where the pig and then the cow go in and you hear the chop, chop, and then there you go. That's <laughs> that's a very basic way I like to say it. <laughs> so, I mean, I think production is definitely in between. We have a lot of people who want to go niche marketing, want to raise pigs outdoors again. I did that. Um, it, it can be done. It's not very fun. Um, and then we have, we've gone to indoors and I think a lot of there's this disconnect um, factory. We've gone to indoors for the safety and the well-being of the animals and we can manage them better, keep them warm, keep them healthy. We can feed them better. We don't have predators because those do still exist that eat baby pigs. And um, we don't have to worry about diseases living in dirt. We put them in facilities we can clean and disinfect them. And so I think it's a mixture. But this other misconception about farming is that the cute cow on the pasture or the pig and the farmer. But you talked about engineering heavy school, the Da Vinci school. Um, we have ag engineering. We are really scaling up to put in camera technologies that monitor our animals. We have robotics. So Oh, yeah. I know we've talked about, you know, the business idea that's coming in the future for the Sunswine Group, but 
robotics are key. So what do you think, you know, and I know robotics in an engineering school was probably key to get that connection. Where do you think there could be a synergy between, you know, urban mindset around engineering, robotics, artificial intelligence and farming? How do you think that in your mind would be a good synergy? Well, I forgot to mention this earlier too. The closest thing I've had about farmers was actually the Netflix show. I don't know if you've seen it, The Ranch. Um, I don't know if farming and ranching are the same thing. Um, uh, it's but, part of farming. It's a different type yeah. of farming. Yeah. So watching that show actually pretty gave me a good idea of how hard it is to even just ranch, but like, you know, not just cows, but everything else that goes around it. But sorry for ignoring the question. Can you ask, uh, ask no, that one more time? Well, no, that's good. So that just tells me right there that you haven't seen the ability of everything we're doing in agriculture. So correct. And you're a marketing person. You're a salesperson, um, sports management. Now you've switched to marketing. So you're telling me that all this marketing push that we're doing, all these influencers we have is not reaching LA, correct? I would say it is. It's just not the, the type of uh, I don't know how to say it correctly. It's not the type of knowledge I feel like that's the, I think that's the beauty of marketing where you understand where your audience is. If it's a location, if it's a specific platform, whatever it is. And then you can try to see and create some kind of marketing strategy to consume or attract an audience that has no idea what's your business or no idea about that specific topic. And sometimes they'll, they'll look at it. They'll be like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty interesting. They click on, I don't know, your email or your ad, whatever it is. They check your website and then they understand more. Some people won't even care at all. Um, that's what I meant by the LA culture. I don't know. It's something that people don't think about that. I think the best way to do it is just, um, I don't know, whatever type of specific marketing strategy you want to do. So obviously it sounds like in my mind, we need to get, more centered towards the urban populations and really trying to change our mindset of how we go about and teach them about farming and agriculture. But in your mind, is there any other questions you want to know? Because I think you brought some good insights of where we're lacking from somebody without an agriculture background. Just that this was very eye-opening. When I first met you, I had no idea what you were doing. I had no idea. All I saw on your website was pigs. I was like, yeah, I can, I can help market pigs. And then I started understanding more of what specifically you do. And it's like, oh, okay, that makes much more sense. And then the courses you teach or provide and the mentorship, I think it's, it's valuable and something that I think, you know, students who, who I would say who don't want to go to college or don't like college or are having a hard time can see this and even if they can't pay for it just understand that there's something like this out there understand the topic and just give it a shot like i said before coming in i had no idea but now i feel a little bit more like okay i get the basics of it and you know help out as much as i can but that's my last final thought i guess you can say so one last question for you since you've met me do you buy more pork are you eating more pork not exactly oh, um, just come because on, Henry. <laughs> just because right now i'm trying to bulk up um started going to the gym or my home gym um so i'm just focusing on chicken breast and some steak 
Um, oh, no. I haven't added, no. haven't added pork in there yet. Also, my godmother, oh, not my god, my mother-in-law is allergic to pork. She can't eat pork. And my girlfriend's not a huge fan of pork. So that's a little bit of an influence. Not too much. But once in a while, I try to. Now, because of what you said, I'm going to go buy pork tonight. Um, I was going to say, but... it's just as impactful of a protein source as chicken breast in lean. Exactly. So, yeah. So I, I'll definitely. When I get I'll to definitely LA, check out the pork section. I'm going to teach you how to cook a pork chop. And I think you're not going to regret having a good Dr. Bradley pork chop. So that is on our list of when we get out of this lockdown craziness that I cook Henry a nice pork meal. And I probably even do a better job on my ribs. So the ribs, yes, the ribs are very nice. I love ribs for sure. So um, that, that is uh, on the agenda for 2021. So Thank you, Henry, very much for your time and some insights into a meat eater in urban USA. Correct. No, thank you for having me on your podcast. And um, just a quick message, please, everyone, continue to stay safe and healthy. Use your mask, stay sanitized, and let's all just look out for each other and have a good, let's, let's have a normal world again where we can interact with each other. So please stay safe and healthy. Great. But before we go, also, Henry, give a shout out for your podcast. If you like Henry's personality and want to learn more about the apprentice version of the pork Definitely. industry, Henry, give a shout out about your podcast and blog. Yes. So I have my personal blog, civilworld.org, and my personal podcast, Civil World Podcast. It's just simply about me discussing my favorite things. So I'm pretty sure if you are a huge fan of comic books like Star Wars, Marvel, you probably heard Disney released a lot of new TV shows yesterday. Um, I plan on discussing that about my other favorite superheroes, Batman, anime, Dragon Ball Z, a little bit about sports too, um, the Lakers, Clippers, Dodgers, anything else that's happening in sports. So if you're a huge fan, definitely check out my podcast. Again, Civil World Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, etc. Great. Thank you, Henry. Everybody have a great day. Before we go today, I just wanted to thank our sponsors again, the Sunswine Group, Nutrisign, Swine Nutrition Management, and Pig Progress. Thank you for listening, and if you get a chance, hug a pig today for me.